This is a Systems Game Review. even think i mentioned the, uh, the name of this game this is bird crimes role-playing game yeah by grant howitt and exalivir nelson for, yeah so for those of you who are listening we like to when we play a system and we're done playing the system for at least the time being we like to just discuss it review our experience with it um you know the fact that we are we are the podcast called systems we like to you know explain what we liked and what we didn't like about systems and how it all worked i liked the mad chaos I I like the mad scramble. It was so much fun. Thank you, Matt, for running that. That was a good time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know it was it was interesting because like I noticed especially at the tail end, once we like, I don't know, maybe at least for me, like once we got over the idea of like, we're gonna try and stealth our way through this to just we're gonna force this Looney Tunes insane situation to work in our favor. The game was a lot more fast paced and a lot a lot more enjoyable actually on my end once I I came to that realization. Yeah, but I I do love the fact that it was like a a slow build up. Like at first it was like oh we can't leave any evidence and then it was like okay we're going to fight but if it's if we're not seen and then it was just punch a guy run down a hallway. <laughs> yeah. So as as I had mentioned to Trent while you were uh, gone for a minute um, one of the mechanics of the game is called uh, misbehavior. Basically, every time you guys failed a roll, you would add a misbehavior to a random bird. Um, and if, if you roll an eight, you actually add a misbehavior to every bird, which is, was the first fail of the game. Oh, great. That explains a and lot. Also, ev- every bird starts with uh, like one D3 misbehavior, and most of the birds started with two. And when birds hit three misbehavior, they enter a stage called freak out, which is... Uh, they, they get more aggressive and they do more nonsense things. And then as misbehavior keeps adding on, uh, they, it keeps getting more chaotic and more chaotic. Um, I did not like this. <laughs> it, it, was, it was curious because, and here's, here's what I say. I enjoyed the game. Like, I, I thought the game was fun. Um, also, though, it was interesting because about halfway through the game, I kind of had the thought of I could win this game in a perfect world by just doing nothing. Because, you know, we had the turbulence that instigated everything, but what really caused problems was us trying to fix things that weren't going wrong. Kind of, because here's here's a bit of the problem that uh, I encountered. And this is one of the things that I don't like. And maybe maybe I should read into this more because I didn't really understand. Um, nowhere in the game does it specifically mention that when the turbulence happens, the birds break out of the cages. It just says, like, halfway through the flight, the plane hits a patch of fierce turbulence, the lights go out, chaos reigns as overhead compartments spew luggage across the aisles, lights oh. come back on, cabins in turmoil, you have to check on the birds to make sure they haven't escaped, the game begins. Oh, I read that too literally, and I didn't realize, like, oh, maybe the birds escape, because then the problem is down the line, when you've got the gun, the mechanic where whenever the birds escape, you fill in a section on the gun, I was like, oh, well, it doesn't make sense that they escape, because otherwise they would all escape, ergo. The birds would just start with the gun. So I think I read that too literally, or I don't know. So what I tried doing was, at first, I tried m- manufacturing some issues by having the there be really annoying NPCs try to bother you and create 
more opportunities to fail rolls wherein the birds would break out, etc. Um, I kind of ditched mm-hmm. that halfway through where you noticed at some point during the game, the birds stopped being in their cages whenever you found them. Well, and it's it's interesting, right? Because like hear, hearing that from from it, it almost it sounds like maybe we sh- maybe we should have been a little more literal because you know it says like all it says the overhead compartments burst open and spew the luggage ergo the birds literally into the into the the cabin of the plane just right from the get go. Yeah. And so like I think th- that's one of the things that this game presents is a weird balancing act for how to begin. But once you get the ball rolling, it's kind of self-sustaining because everything goes downhill. Right. Yeah. Honestly, Matt, I think you handled it really well because I don't know if this was your intention, but I found a lot of those NPCs just so punchable. Like, I just wanted to punch them so bad. And so then as the game got more like they presented situations where it went from like, oh, we can manage this to, oh, this we we can't manage this. So it was really satisfying when it got to later in the game where I could just punch everyone. Yeah, um, I mean, you didn't even really interact with like half the NPCs, really. I didn't intend to make them annoying. I tried to make them obstacles, but I think you kind of considered that annoying by principle because <laughs> i was just like oh because yeah. the npcs i didn't show you the map but the game comes with a map which is one thing that i think is actually really nice that is really nice to the gm Ooh. it does come with a map with all of the items and like the npcs that are all about well that's good um so from that perspective like that's when i felt like i had the most control um as opposed to like more narratively when i felt like i was like okay i don't know what i'm doing as much necessarily um so the npcs being punchable wasn't like fully intentional so thank you (laughs) i think well it worked out it worked out for me one of one of the things that i really love with games um is having a physical timer and this game this game operates off of that now i wasn't aware or i was too dense to realize that for most of the game that the game is for about uh 87 percent of the game you did not realize that you were being actively timed. Yeah, literally just so dense. I couldn't realize that when, you know, the reason the captain's coming on at totally random intervals, not narratively meaningful, is because it's an actual timer. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't realize until there were 14 minutes left that there was a timer. Yeah. And this is a two-hour game. I, like, I fudged that bad. But I, it's one of those things, because But once I realized that, everything made a lot more sense to me, and it worked out. And I love those kind of games, you know, like this game, or like Alice is Missing, that runoff of physical timer to, like, have everyone understand like okay cool it really helps having that kind of thing to help escalate things because people when they understand that there's a literal time crunch and that at 90 minutes or two hours the game ends it just it helps to naturally heighten everything as time goes on because we get we feel so much more compressed like well and now instead of just somewhere in the abstract i have to catch this bird it's i need to catch it within 30 seconds or it or it doesn't work the end I, I'm so upset. I literally wrote up here that the uh, quote wannabe poacher wants in. Um, his name was Jim, and all of his stats were twelve. Called him Chadwick for no reason. His name was Jim. <laughs> anyway, Chadwick um, is is a cool name though. Point being, um, I do like the timer a lot. I had another point to to touch on. This is one. It's not a flaw. It's just personal preference. I think the number of points that we should have been able to put into our characters uh should have been lower so i had compromised slightly i want you to do me a quick thing Mm -hmm. um pull it up roll 4d6 for me 
You want a total or individuals? Fifteen. Well, I, what I want you to do is get rid of the lowest dice. Okay. Oh. Fourteen. Fourteen? Eleven. Okay. I did a lot of testing with this. I rolled 4d6 and subtracted the lowest roll many, many times. And I found, like, the average was about 13. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. You're supposed to take whatever you got with this new thing and then multiply it by three. And that's how many points you have. What? So the fact that I actually gave you guys 12 and then multiplied that by three means you actually started with just a tiny bit less than average, I think, for this game. But I agree. Yeah. I don't I think also feel like it was too hard to make the roles like too difficult. And that's why I even wrote in the notes uh, specifically when I was having you guys make your characters, I was like, you're capped at 18 for your skills. Cause I realized that at some point, like you could just make a skill 20 and you literally can't fail. Yeah. It. And that's yeah. like nothing on that is on here. Plus having to roll the, the dice and drop the last one, like that's needlessly complicated. They should just give a number and say divide it up how you want yeah I, I like the element of randomness sometimes you know again also coming from like GURPS where I'm so used to just characters having like the same amount of points and distributing them as opposed to like you know D like I don't like you know I know you know in role-playing games you should be able to some people are gonna be like it's kind of cool if like you're slightly stronger than someone else and you can do cooler things or if like you're weaker and you still manage to succeed but I don't like that Mm -hmm. so i just i just gave you guys 36 flat instead of you know kind of more the probably closer to 39 average that a, the game would present normally i think they could make it simpler and also more challenging if they just said uh your three stats are going to be 5 10 and 15 assign them however you want oh that's so much better yeah i i think so because i know i know with how I distributed my points, I wanted to have one that was very good, one that was kind of okay, and one that was bad, because that's, I mean, that's how it ends up distributing anyways, with 36 to 40 points. But, like, having those kind of, um, like, clear delineations where it's like, this one is basically bound to fail, and this one you're statistically going to succeed, and then one that's literally 50-50, it, it, it's different things. Um, I know one thing that I think also could be, like, a, maybe something that could help get the gears moving a little bit with this game. And maybe this is something that like is just like notes in there to help the GM or the person running this. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, the game runs specifically over two hours. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting, right, if there were like notes in there where it's like, okay, at 90 minutes remaining, X happens. At 60 minutes remaining, X happens. Because that would that would help with the way, because there was a, definitely a time where um, you know, Aaron and I as as uh, Cade and Anton had actually succeeded fairly well and we were doing relatively speaking okay mostly because we didn't know what was going wrong but like yes we were doing relatively That's, okay so i agree um at the same time if that had happened and we had that kind of instance may, no maybe you're right i mean i had i had planned for that that's why from the beginning once macaroni had started accumulating a lot of the misbehavior i was like okay macaroni is definitely stealing this plane yeah uh that announcement is coming on when the game is almost over to maximize the drama. Mm -hmm. um, but in a world where there were some predetermined events, you know, it, it's hard to say when I'm not just like immediately playing and my creative juices are completely drained at the moment now. Yeah. Um, if that would kind of railroad the story in any way or make the GM want to do things that they might not want to. 
I mean, you could always just ignore them, but yeah, you know. it's an interesting and like there are things like it wouldn't have to be specific. It could just be at about halfway through. If everything seems to be going fine, something goes wrong, like specifically, like someone else, like one of the NPCs finds a bird and is very loud and obvious about it. Or like it's like it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like obviously any rule in any role playing game is literally literally um kosher to be thrown out by the gm at a, a whim's notice that's just how role-playing True. games work always but also like having that sometimes having that kind of like additional like structure or story aids um can, can be helpful it just it, it really depends on situation by situation because like with us specifically with this one heaven knows we didn't need it we were causing our own problems left and right <laughs> maybe if someone was just a bit nicer oh. to all the people <laughs> maybe if mr okay, six charming okay. didn't keep failing charm rules and also succeeding the random ones. I, yeah, it is crazy how many of those well. that I succeeded. You, yeah. you rolled ridiculously yeah. well on some of these things. I expected to fail almost every charm roll that I made because I, you know, I put a six in it. But that's how the that's how the luck goes, I guess. But no. yeah, with Trent's idea, I think the best way that that could be applied is if they had like, say, like four options for a hijink that could go wrong at at t minus 90 and a hijink that could go at one hour through and then if the gm at that point is like okay any of these could happen they just roll a d4 but if they see one that they're like yes that fits with the story best they can pick it or again i I, and i know this is something that grant likes incorporating into his rpgs roll for it see what happens maybe you can improv if you want maybe you don't have to yeah mm-hmm. it's, 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 there's nothing yeah. more you know if you make a list and be like pick one you can also be make a list pick one and or roll for it have fun yep um which is probably the option i would have done mm-hmm. i would if if that option was presented to me um and there was a roll i would have absolutely rolled i will say this and this is a little sad um i did make the executive decision in the game um yeah, um, if you look at like the last image that I posted, as part of the rule, it says you've smuggled the parrots in whatever locations you could access. Roll on the table below for each bird to see where they're hidden before the game begins. I did not roll. I did not let you guys roll. I picked those spots. Yeah, ultimately, I I was that's, totally fine with that. Yeah. I Yeah, got the game rolling quicker. No, yeah, that's great. And I did that a little bit for narrative reasons. I thought there would be some cool things that I could do with it. I did... I didn't plan any specific yeah. actions, but like there's a reason I put Grand Theft Auto Bird in the cockpit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I and, did. I knew, and that I you knew put, I put the arson the bird. Sorry. <laughs> oh, and that you put the arson bird in the cargo bay. Yeah, I put arson bird and mail forge bird in the cargo bay. Uh, I put vandalism bird in the. Uh... Now I'm I'm really sad I didn't let uh, macaroni or Uno uh, bathroom vandalism bird. Really <laughs> sad that that was the first one that was checked and there was no um, chaos. Imagine you didn't check macaroni sooner, or I mean Uno sooner. That fire alarm was off like when the fire oh. uh, cargo bay was Ooh. happening. Oh. Imagine that. Oh, no. Yeah. You You wow. guys would have seen the fire and maybe exploded <laughs> to death. Seriously. As the GM, I felt like there was too much improv going on. Again, maybe that's because of my misinterpretation of the beginning. The birds should have been more loose. I, I just felt like things were too easy for you guys. But I also, here's the thing, the game gets more chaotic the more roles you fail. 
And it's just entirely up to the GM to arbitrarily decide how much misbehavior means what. When it hits three, the birds start freaking out. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? What happens when they get past three? Like, they can get past three. What happens? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, there's also a part. Sorry, I don't know if I posted this as well. There's also definitely a part where you can just, you make the birds chill out more. But I kind of didn't want that yeah and I, I know i know it seems like there's a lot that i've changed about how this game is supposed to be run but i'm kind of glad i didn't because again like i said things seemed a little too easy already i think this game should be run with like maximum chaos towards the end having them mm-hmm. not freak out as much would detract from that i think yeah for sure yeah so i think i think it's it's almost there they're just it needs to be slightly more gm direction maybe slightly harder for the players and from there i think you can maximize the chaos into better level which i tried really hard to maintain uh there was a lot of improv going on in here and kind of tweaking the story on the fly yeah okay so you were gonna lead into a new segment (laughs) now that we've had this discussion what if we each say our one thing we think is the best of this game and our one thing we think is the worst of this game so best of i'd say having a uh, mechanic to increase consequences the the fact that every time we lose a role misbehavior yeah that this misbehavior goes up because the gm has to improvise what the what the npcs are saying they have to improvise so many things this is a simple way to force the gm to think oh there's something in another room that's going wrong here so i Mm -hmm. really like that because there are a lot of games that are supposed to have heavy consequences but it's Harder to put that into play in practice. Like, I feel like Apocalypse World is a great example of that. Game that should be really devastating with its consequences, but then it just oftentimes it, it because the mechanics aren't just right with that. I feel like it doesn't come out that way a lot. Worst of, I think this game should be deadlier. I don't think there was any mechanic for how one of our characters might have died. Um, or like, I think. The nice thing about a one shot is like you're not too attached to the character. There hasn't been this epic buildup, so you don't need to have an epic payoff. It's good (laughs) that there was a chance for mechanics to happen for, you know, bad stuff to happen. But the bad stuff just didn't happen that much. I just think this game needs to be a little bit more cruel to match its chaos. If if a character dies in like the middle of a session in a campaign that had this this big arc, that's going to kind of throw things off. But if you're playing a one shot, a character can die in that session. And, you know, yeah. So there, when the birds have the gun, um, every interaction with the birds does carry a risk of fatal injury. There are moments that, you know, if, if you fail your throws or things with like when you threw the stuff at um, Heather or when you tried to hit Percy, like uh-huh. with the fire extinguisher foam, you know, you can hurt or kill the birds. Um and the birds can hurt or kill you when they have the gun. And I'm going to start with my problem before I get into what I liked, which is something I mentioned earlier. You hear those mechanics and you're like, okay, cool. What's the mechanic behind it? How do I hurt the bird? How do the birds hurt me after they have the gun? And that's my problem. I think there's just a lot of lack of direction with this. Like you could say maybe the interactions with the birds, the risk of fatal injury is like if you fail a roll. You know, that's that's almost too easy, again, especially in a game where the characters felt like they were a little strong, um, hurting or, you know, killing the birds on accident. Same thing. Is it does that just happen automatically when you fail a roll? Is it just one roll? Are there three? Do they have health? Do you have health? 
there's just not a ton of direction and it's just kind of up to the GM to arbitrarily decide like, yeah, this feels right or this doesn't feel right. Um, again, same thing with the misbehavior. I'm like, macaroni had six misbehavior. What does that mean? Is that a lot? I guess it's enough for macaroni to hijack the plane. <laughs> like, you know, at the same time, Percy was also tied for six misbehavior. Percy didn't really have a chance to do like a ton of stuff that was really misbehaving. I was going to have him do open heart surgery, but I guess we didn't encounter that. <laughs> I just feel like there's, you know, again, it's just the direction. There's just not enough. If there was a bit more, and I know there's only so much you can fit on a one sheet. That's the whole point. You're not trying to make it super complicated. But there just needed, there was a little too much of a few things going on that just weren't fleshed out quite enough. Things that I do like that I thought were cool. Um, The birds and the map. Some of the things that are really cool. I think the birds are cool and they open themselves up to there's 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 just enough blank space for you to be able to do what you want with them but you also see them and you're like okay maybe I can have them interact with this map that's been given to me which is also again just generic enough but just enough things seem like they were probably thought out with this selection of birds that you can make some fun stuff happen here pretty easily on the fly i think that's something that grant is pretty good at so i did like that i thought that lent itself to a lot of fun i liked that <laughs> Trent likes and dislikes okay so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow Matt's pattern um start with the dislike end with the like because I want to end on a positive note I did have fun with this game so oh same the the trouble that I had with the game was its weird relationship with um consequences and taking risks because we we've all expressed that we liked the the fact that the game increased the consequences even though it wasn't super clear about it, it wasn't commu- wasn't there wasn't direction on how to communicate it very well um, but I know on my end it was weird because once I tack once I attached a value that's like if I fail any roll, things can go from slightly worse to the plane explodes. And it's not it's not clear that I was super averse to trying to taking risks with my character. And so that was that was my thing on the game where it's like the fact that the consequences could swing so far from catastrophic to not on just my, uh, kind of on random chance from what it seemed like it dissuaded me from attempting things that would have caused drama which is interesting this game is chaos it should lean in i mean it already does lean into the chaos mm-hmm. there's a part where the birds can have the gun yeah but adding like more it's all about the player stress i think this game works when the players are stressed and things are falling apart yeah and everything builds that right it's you have a timer you know you know things are ticking down you have to make a decision fast things can go very wrong you'll make snap decisions which is great and that's the thing the thing that i loved about this game was that it it itched that part of my brain for problem solving because you're in a plane you're in a plane you're trying to be subtle at least in the beginning hypothetically about these freaking birds that you're smuggling across the ocean to freaking from new york to london like it itched and I loved it. That part of my brain that was like, what, how, how do I get out of this? What, 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 how can I solve this problem? What, what tools do I have at my disposal to make this work? And I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> any, any final thoughts about this game? Um, I think it's a unanimous decision. We, we enjoyed this game. Obviously every game that we ever play will have things that we want to change and fix. But overall, I enjoyed my time with this. I am neutral on it. I think it needs a couple of fixes or the GM needs to home rule a few things. If you want chaos, which I did play this knowing full well it would be chaos, this is a great game for chaos. 
one other kind of quick thing, mm-hmm. um, especially on the notes that I had posted, um, the parrots, the, the goal of the game is to have one more parrot than there are players. You know, I changed that to two before we even started. I was like, that doesn't sound like enough. On, on the converse side, I felt like you've got too many players, especially in a game where it's two hours. Although you could always change the time. You could make it three hours instead of two hours. There's going to be lots of discussion and talking. That's kind of why I wanted to run this one when there were only two people. If there were three, I feel like it would have been more conversation. Not not necessarily just because Becca's in here, but because when there's more people, there's just more talking. There's more figuring out what everyone wants to do. So I think knock the stats down maybe a little bit. Make sure you don't have a huge group. Go into it having a better idea for what you want in terms of like misbehavior beforehand. Make sure you understand the start. With a little bit more prep, I think this could be really fun. As presented, I'm just kind of neutral on it, honestly. I had fun with it because I was able to just kind of go a little bit out of control with it, and I could tell you guys were having fun with it. But as written, neutral. Yeah, kind of. It looks like it ends up that a solid, like, that or like, what, like three stars? Good with a little bit of homework? I give it a D10 out of 20. Okay, I li- there we go. Or there a we 10 go. out of D20. There we go. <laughs> I give this one a solid D4. No, it's, it's an 11 out of D20. It's 11 <laughs> out of D20. I like using the dice. This one's a D4. It's worse than stepping on Legos. <laughs> Wait, this game is worse than stepping on Legos. There we go. Um, No. <laughs> I'm just rating it out of 20. That's. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I give it an 11 out of D20. 11 out of D20. I like that. But perfect. Yes. Yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Um, This has been Bird Crimes, a role-playing game. By Grant Howitt and Zalavir Nielsen. Nelson, that's not an I. It's Zalavir Nielsen. Oh my gosh. Grant <laughs> Howitt and Zalavir Nelson. Or Zalavir. I'm sorry, man. I can't pronounce your name. If you're listening to this, my deepest apologies, but you may, you helped make a pretty fun game. At Rit Nelson. At, yes, at Rit Nelson, if you want. Um. Oh yeah, that reminds me. I'd forgotten to mention this last time. I didn't realize until afterwards. Yeah, Grant's got his own website uh, where he has a lot of the one-shots and also the other systems he's worked on with people at rrdgames.com. Thank you for flying with SSTMZ uh, Flights. We'll see you next time.